0: Hello and welcome to another instalment of CSO Executive Sessions
1: Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Nicole Neal, Director of Information Security at SEER Medical. Nicole, welcome.
0: Hey Ed, thanks for having me.
1: What can you share with us about your organisation's current goals in the cybersecurity space?
0: Yes, yeah, so firstly, See Medical is Australia's largest epilepsy diagnostic service, providing home-based video EEG and ECG monitoring. Um I've only actually recently just started at Seer, so my focus has been building on building out this security strategy and ensuring that we have appropriate controls in place to protect data. Um as you can imagine, being a medical company, we have a lot of um, information that we need to put in security controls for. And then the focus is also working on ISO certification and and SOC 2.
1: 2023, of course, follows a very, very eventful one for cybersecurity in 2022. How would you reflect on the year that was?
0: Yeah, I think it was certainly an eventful year with some of the larger data breaches that were noted in Australia, particularly with Medibank, Optus and Telstra, We haven't really seen those types of attacks in Australia. Generally, you get the more notifications coming out around the US or at a global level. So my feeling is is that cyber cyber criminals are always coming up with new strategies and techniques, and I feel that Pandora's box has been opened with Australia, particularly with the Medibank um, breach. So it's showing that we're quite appealing and and, and a target for how we're retaining information You know, I've also seen that cyber professionals are taking opportunities to improve their incident response process and data breach notifications out of these incidents. And there's certainly a lot that we can learn based on what was experienced with Medibank and Optus. Um, I'm also saying that there that these types of incidents are are highlighting the awareness to the board and the executive leadership teams of organizations and the importance of making sure that there are robust cybersecurity programs in place. And, in, and also on top of that, ensuring that incident response is, is in place, tested, and, you know, a plan is, in, in, is available in the event that an incident is, is incurred.
1: How do you see 2023 shaping up in the months ahead for cybersecurity?
0: Yeah, a couple of things here. It's clear that threats are becoming more sophisticated. Um, you know, we've seen attacks on critical infrastructure, particularly with, you know, the warfare, that the cyber warfare that's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Um, You know, secondly, I think, you know, 2023 has given, you know, CISO security leaders an opportunity to reflect on 2022 and take some very quick learnings and opportunities there. So an example could be making sure that we're only retaining data for the purposes of what we need and ensuring we have that good governance in in this space um, around collection, retention and removal inclusive of security controls to protect against um, you know any data theft so making sure there's good role-based access controls least privilege those sorts of things you know separate to these pieces I- i've often seen in cyber security that we have buzzwords and i think for 2023 it's been open ai or artificial intelligence in any form um, and so it's clear that AI can be used to automate security controls and response mechanisms in a positive way, but it's also clear that cyber criminals are utilising this attack as a, as a method, so we're seeing, you know, AI tools being weaponized. Um, and these these tools can be available um, on underground forums. So there's one called WormGTP um, and they're being used to launch, you know, s- sophisticated phishing and business email compromise. So cyber risk is increasing, right? Um, and and the tax methods are increasing, and we need to make sure that we're putting in steps to reduce that risk.
1: When it comes to the Australian cybersecurity landscape, what pleases you about its present positioning?
0: Um, I am super impressed with Claire O'Neill. I think the work that she's doing with building out that 2023 to 2030 Australian cybersecurity strategy is, is certainly something that um, I personally haven't seen to the level of detail that she's done. And then bringing in, you know, industry leaders to help um, provide their opinion on that, I think that's fantastic. Um It's clear that there's a lot of work being um, done around amendments to the Privacy Act and the new security, you know, SOCI legislation. So there's certainly a lot that the Australian government is doing to improve our program and what we're doing from a domestic cyber cyber security strategy. So, yeah, certainly um, we're seeing that, that implementation there, which is great.
1: On the other side of the coin, what concerns you? What work do you think remains to be done when it comes to the state of cybersecurity in Australia?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the uh, the lessons learned need to be um, brought out more. I think, you know, from a twofold perspective, you know, what concerns me is that there's still a number of organisations that aren't improving their security program. Um, and so there, there needs to be a lot more visibility coming back into those organisations, and and generally they're the small, medium businesses. Um, I think as well there needs to be um, visibility to the board um, around the importance of cybersecurity. Um, you know, CISOs need to have that ability to communicate well to the board and be able to articulate, you know, the risks that organisations are seeing and then making sure they're getting that partnership with the board in budget and enabling the right controls. I think the second piece really is talent. Um, in the time that I've been in security, there is a definite skill shortage um, and there's certainly opportunity there that we can um, start to, you know, build up the younger generation and enabling them to come into this area and bringing in women into this area and certainly um you know, helping out, um, you know, the younger generation in their learning and skill set.
1: Nicole, I understand you're particularly passionate about the importance of leadership and building a positive organisational culture in cybersecurity. Such elements are, of course, not only important to cybersecurity, but as with every field, there can indeed be unique considerations and factors in terms of how they're applied specifically in cybersecurity. So, what informs your passion surrounding leadership and good culture?
0: Yeah, it's a really great question, and you know, thinking about this, I think every organisation is different in how they approach this and how they emphasise that that culture of cybersecurity in a company. Um, for me, I've been very fortunate that I've got a lot of network contacts that are helping me understand, you know, the importance of leadership and, and creating good culture. And I think there's some certainly um, amazing talent within the cybersecurity space that, you know, people can tap into. Um, you know, for example, you um, currently doing a course with AWSN and we're dealing with a book on the, the secure, sec, you know, securing the board with Claire Pales. And Claire Pales is certainly an industry leader in that, that importance of building um, leadership within an organisation. From a cybersecurity culture, I think the the most important thing that I've seen is that you create a personal experience for employees. So if they can understand um, personally an effect of a security incident, I think they're better prepared in enabling the business to recover from that incident relatively quickly because they understand the impact, they understand the importance and they're partnering with you on that program.
1: What insights would you share specifically with cybersecurity professionals keen to learn more from another professional in their field?
0: Yeah, look, I'll take you through my journey. So I was really fortunate that I had an opportunity to step into a security role at my organisation but learned very quickly that I didn't have all of the experience and knowledge to um, understand what was required. So I went off and I did a lot of study and I know there is um, some positive and negatives around the amount of certifications you can get within this security space. But for me what it enabled was an understanding not only of acronyms um, because there's a vast amount of acronyms within security, but it also helped with that networking. So you started to um, learn other people within the industry, and that, and that I think that's really important that you that people take the time to create that networking. Um, there are certainly a lot of organisations out there. For example, the Australian Women's Security Network. I'd highly recommend that people join that. Um, you know they certainly provide a lot of um courses and opportunities to learn which is really fantastic if you want to jump into this space the other thing that i did which i think was really useful was i started looking at job placements and i started to understand exactly what was required to you know, perform in a particular role. And I looked at what they were seeking and what they needed the person to understand. And also if there were any certifications. So I know IC Squared has a really great um, offering at the moment with their CC course. Um, it's an industry basic security certification that people can undertake and be able to break into the industry. Um, for me, what I've seen is that when you're applying for opportunities within organisations, it's passion, showing one that you have a learning, that you want to learn, that you've taken the time to do that investment both professionally and personally. And then, and then you know, really understanding where you want to head to within your career. Are you looking to be um, an ethical hacker, for example? Are you wanting to be in governance, risk and compliance? Um, you know, there's the identity access management space, And so, you know, there's not only just understanding how all of those pieces work within a security program, there's the second piece, which is understanding all of the different suppliers and vendors that exist in those spaces, and sometimes you'll find that there are specialised people in those spaces as well. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for people to get involved um, and and to grow and build out their network in this area.
1: And with that last question... That brings us to the end of this conversation. Thank you to those in our audience. And Nicole, a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.
1: Just as this has been a great conversation here, please keep an eye out for another instalment soon
0: of CSO Executive Sessions Australia.